Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part presentation on the top five corporate scandals of 2018 on this special presentation on Across the Board, a podcast on corporate governance. I am joined by Amy Bernard Vaughn, a well-known corporate governance. But first, have you ever considered starting a podcast? Have you ever wanted to put your voice out there? Well, if so, I'm always looking for new podcasts for the Compliance Podcast Network. If you're wondering how to get started on the production, please listen to our sponsor, One Stone Creative, on how to get going on a podcast. If you are enjoying this show, you might enjoy hosting your own. As an expert in your field, you have skills, knowledge, and insight that can help you expand your practice, meet new people, and create amazing content to share with the world. In as little as two hours a week, you can dramatically change how you promote, fill, and position your business, and One Stone Creative can show you how. Learn more at onestonecreative.net. In this special five-part podcast series, we take a look at the following scandals, CBS and Les Moonvies, 1MDB and Goldman Sachs, Facebook and its continuing drip, drip, drip of customer information, Tesla and its Elon Musk problem, and we conclude with Nissan and Carlos Goshen. This special five-part series has been a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode, and you are in for a real treat because I have with me back fan favorite and podcast maven, Amy Bernard Bond, and we are going to go through a list of our top five scandals for the year. Uh, We are going to, in this episode, take a look at CBS. So, Amy, with that introduction, we got a whole lot to talk about. Um, Why don't we hit hit it? Great. Thanks for having me, Tom. So, um, this one, of course, we're going to look at this from the corporate governance perspective, and there's so much we could talk about here. But one of the things that struck me, which put this scandal on the list was the failure literally by boards of the board of directors and individual board members when they were given actual knowledge of the uh, indiscretion, sexual harassment, and indeed sexual assault engaged in by CEO Les Moonves. Uh, Where do you begin to unpack something like that? Yeah, Tom, are you talking about Andrew Levender, the late... um uh, the late board member who uh, who apparently was told about some of the the yep. um, scandal, yeah, that was in the New York Times, which did a, a wonderful report uh, back on December fourth. I highly encourage anyone listening to this podcast to to read that um, exceptional reporting. Apparently, there was a woman who, when she was aware that this gentleman uh, actually is Arnold Coppelson, sorry, who was. Uh, Considering joining the CBS board, she told him about a, um, a pretty um, egregious sexual encounter with Mr. Moonves, um, and his response when she told him that was, um, "Oh yeah, we all did that." Now I kind of um, I've read a lot, and I've I've you know overseen a lot of types of investigations. That really stopped me in my tracks for someone to. Um, trivialize that, then go on to join the board, and then apparently this this uh, gentleman was a huge fan of Mr. Moonves. So, I mean, you're talking about a pretty corrupt corporate culture at that point, with the board knowing knowledge, as you pointed out. So, Amy, uh, this is so far beyond the pale. 
uh, of, of acceptability, legality, uh, any sort of moral standard, ethical standard. Uh, you and I are both old enough to have uh, uh, lived through when CBS News was really the crown jewel of uh, daily news or nightly news. And when yeah, yeah. programs like 60 Minutes have been number one you know, during our entire lifetime almost, or at least our television watching lifetime. And it's precious. <laughs> yeah. You know, well respected in the field of journalism, uh, and what we thought was a, a well-run corporation, uh, at least one that uh, was profitable. And here we have just the most abysmal failures at literally the top of the organization. How do you begin to change uh, when the the corruption, if I can use that word, or certainly poor corporate governance, goes directly to the board of directors? That's tough. Um, they're probably just going to have to blow it up. Um, my hope is that shareholders are are outraged at this. This has certainly been a disaster for shareholders. Um, and and I have I also read this report, and after I got over my initial shock and uh, just frankly horror over some of the accusations and allegations in it, I also had to think to myself, what kind of work are they getting done? Like if this is the shenanigans that's going on, um, you know, with with employees, multiple reports about an employee who was on call to perform oral sex. I mean, who's running the business here, right? Um, so that's just astounding to me. Uh, a shareholder should be should be furious. And Mr. Moonves got paid sixty nine point three million dollars a year. And in his tenure so far, he'd gotten over a billion dollars. Somebody added it up. I think it was the New York Times. So um, I don't I don't see how anyone who's on that board can justify holding their seat. I would um, imagine that the next shareholders meeting would be um, a lengthy one with a lot of discussion. And hopefully uh, people will just know enough to resign and they can just reboot. But um, it's a rotten corporate culture to allow this kind of abuse to go on. And it's, it's bad for women and it's bad for men. Can you imagine a culture like this where there's no meritocracy? I mean, you have to, you have to think through, okay, what would it be like to work there? What would it be like to try to get a promotion to know whether your work is being valued for the quality? You know, how would you even operate there, Tom, even as a man? So, um, We often talk about, and and indeed in several podcasts, you and I have talked about the ultimate responsibility lies with the board and that the board uh, is the ultimate arbiter to take action. But who is above the board that can take action here? You mentioned the shareholders. Is that realistic to expect a shareholder revolt or could even a shareholder revolt occur? Good question. I think once news breaks like this, you can have – um, you know, a rallying around that. It can be challenging, however. Uh, we've seen that in other cases where shareholder proposals um, are voted down that still might be in the best interests of the employees or and the shareholders. Uh, but if you've got a popular CEO, that can be challenging. They sometimes don't pass. And sometimes you do need a corporate scandal like this to push the move forward into better governance. You know, in this case, um, the board and senior management all had a responsibility to to look out for the best interests of the corporation, not to the CEO. 
they had a duty to disclose. So anyone that was on notice of any of this activity, senior management, um, you know, you and uh, Matt Kelly talked about the compliance and ethics officer who really was acting in a, you know, general counsel defensive posture on this as well. They all had a duty to disclose and they didn't. They all protected the CEO. So, Amy, we've we've hit on some of the highlights, but I wanted to ask sort of directly and in, in throughout this podcast series, what is it about if or what maybe three things about the CBS scandal uh, really makes it one that would be on our top five list from your perspective? Yeah, I would say, you know, number one, this is this is a signal. You know, this behavior went on for a very long time. And as we're seeing with the Me Too movement, it's it's been going on for a long time in many industries. And I think that what is unique is that this is another tipping point that there has been a shift in behavior in in what's tolerated in the workplace. I mean, look, Tom, this behavior, this type of behavior has been illegal for a long time, but there's been a cultural willingness in America to placate or or cover up or look the other way. And this has shifted. And I believe it's it's likely from two things. Number one is social media and the ability for um, news and concerns and whistleblowers to actually have other outlets for for news to travel fast and the velocity at which that can spread has has changed. That te- technology has enabled people to come out of the darkness and to voice concerns. And then number two, as millennials inherit the workplace, their expectations should cement this cultural shift of, of predatory sexual aggression in the workplace so that it's not tolerated. So I think that's one thing is this, this big shift in behavior and what's, what's considered okay uh, in the workplace. Um, you know, and then second, as you pointed out, I think that it would be, it's very hard to, to consider anything other than a complete rebuild of senior management and the board. Now, whether that's, likely or, or realistic? I don't know, Tom, but what do you think? If they only, I don't know, replace the chair and a couple people, and I guess the compliance and ethics officer, and, and hopefully pull that role apart from the general counsel, would that be enough? What do you think? So the um, there seems to be just culpability literally at the entire management level, as you said, yeah. and I, I don't see... Uh, on the other hand, where where are you going to be able to rebuild a team to keep a viable business going forward? Uh, True. So it's yeah, it's all because I mean, newscasting, TVs, it's all built on relationships. So right. it's going to be tough. And your third uh, third reason? Oh gosh, a third reason why this is such a big deal. Well, um, I think it's great that he lost his hundred twenty million dollar severance payout. I think the board finally did the right thing in hiring two of the of the world's top law firms to create a written report. What'll be interesting is whether they share that report. Uh, Gloria Allred, the attorney for four of the women um, who who are um, who are bringing this, is demanding that this 59-page report be published to see who knew about it. And that would be really interesting to see if CBS does that. Now they're going to have legal liability concerns, right? Because if they publish that and there are people in there that, that knew or should have known, then that's going to create legal additional just legal fallout for everybody. Um, but uh, but it's an interesting moral question. 
uh, and that's really um, a great way for us to end this podcast um, with a moral question, because that's really not things, that's not something that we really get to talk about or even do talk about, I think, enough in the compliance and ethics space, because uh, at some point, sometimes doing the right thing may actually injure others. And so you raise a really interesting quandary uh, that uh, we can't really uh, fully explore here, but I love the way you ended that with uh, this just may be one of the great morality plays of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amy, unfortunately, we are at the end of our time, but I wanted to thank you for taking the time to visit with us. We've been looking at the CBS scandal and why it makes our top five list. I look forward to our next episode where we're going to take up one of my personal favorites, 1MDB and Goldman Sachs. Fabulous. Thanks, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this special presentation of the top five corporate scandals from 2018 on Across the Board. We will look at another episode tomorrow, which I know you will enjoy. This presentation is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.